And this is the part where I normally put in one of those um, catchphrase joke thingies where I hit with like the third part of the setup of the joke, but I've got nothing. So welcome back. Oh man, I think you did this last week. You're really, you're really letting us down, you know? I should, I, I pre-write a lot of notes for these and I should always pre-write these as well because I cannot think of one (laughs) off the top of my head. Also, you did it to yourself. If you saw the, the the gif I sent you right before we started recording the show, and it's just like Sam and Bucky like doing the like the manly handshake, like the you know the yeah. hand grab from like the last from the second last episode. Yeah. I just have that on loop in front of me, and it's really distracting. <laughs> so like as I went to like do the joke there, I just see like all he sees Bucky's hand reaching, and every time I'm like, I don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna close that down because it's very distracting. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of Should Have Gone for the Head. I'm Jack, and as always, I'm co-hosting with my good friend. Uh, It's me, Rhiannon, and I'm very excited for today's episode, so... (laughs) (laughs) We will get to that. (laughs) It's... Oh, boy. So, as you can tell this week, there was no Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was... It's sad. You wake up to a world where there's no new Marvel content. (laughs) it's a dark day audience it's a dark dark day not like we've been living that for the past year before wandavision came out but okay (laughs) no those those fuckers because they got me used to like regular marvel content every week and now there's none again they they gave me hope it's like hawkeye in the rain and endgame he's like don't do that don't don't give me hope they did that to me and now they took it away again you just gotta wait. You just gotta wait a few weeks, you know. So counting down the days to Loki. Just like I wake up every day and I I, I tick off the calendar like one closer to the Loki. Day and it still isn't Loki. Uh-huh. <laughs> Existing is horrible. Story. <laughs> Life is the worst. I just want Loki now. Anyway, um, welcome back to Should Have Gone for the Head, the only show on the internet where we talk all things Marvel. This week we got a we got a special episode for you because with no new Marvel content, we thought we'd we we dig into the back issues. We take a look at the old content that's already out there and find something kind of topical, something that would tie into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which wrapped up last week. Rhiannon, you want to tell the audience what we're gonna be talking about later in this episode? Yeah, so like as Jack was saying, because we have no new content, we decided to uh, you know kind of excavate the 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 back the backlog of uh, Marvel and stuff, and maybe look into something that like a lot of people haven't seen, but also keeping with our Captain America theme, we decided to take a look at the first season of Agent Carter this week. Woo! Oh boy! Oh, Jack we'll is get static. In- we'll get into it. Maybe it's the two slush puppies I've had. Maybe that's it's the sugar coursing through my veins like super soldier serum. But oh, I'm jazzed to talk about this because it's I've got no major connection to this. Nothing where I'm like, oh, this is the part that grabbed me. Oh my god, this is so emotional. Yeah, really pushed. I was I'm to- just like, what a bunch of crap. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, no, yeah, no. I was gonna ask you, like, had you watched this show before, uh, before watching it for the, I forgot. today's episode? And it turns out I did. But we'll get oh, into wow. all that in a okay. minute. Because it turns out I watched it three years ago and I just completely blanked all of it from yeah, my memory. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't watched it since a few years ago as well myself, so. Okay, before we do that, should we hit up the news section of the show as always? Yeah, sure. Hit me. It's weird because it's kind of a light news week. Um, the Invincible finale was this morning and it's... Oh boy. Um, 
And you're thinking to yourself, what does this have to do with Marvel? This has got nothing to do with Marvel. Well, if you don't enjoy a thing where J.K. Simmons shouts at a teenage superhero about being a menace, you're not a true Marvel fan. <laughs> but yeah, for those of you who aren't in the know or don't know what Invincible is, it's a superhero animated show based on the comic of the same name. And it's basically like an indie-style Spider-Man book, but like... They have their own version of the Avengers slash Justice League in there. There's a Hulk, there's a Superman, there's a Hellboy. And like the main character is basically just Spider-Man, but like an indie version of it from the same writer as The Walking Dead. The finale was this okay. week. And holy shit, this is the best superhero show I have watched all year. Oh, damn. It's, um, I was going to say this to you before the show. I wanted to come on and gush about this for just like a minute. The mm-hmm, finale mm-hmm. hit this morning. And it is the best superhero finale of this year. I want to iterate that again. Like, okay. better than WandaVision, better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Holy shit. It's, um, it's R-rated, which is another thing, which is kind of mm-hmm, sick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. It's something we should definitely d- dive into in another episode. But if you like this show, if you like talking like Marvel and Justice League and the Avengers and all that, you will love everything about this show. It's yeah. a fucking Avengers fans wet dream. Like it's everything <laughs> and everything you ever wanted to hear them say and do is in there. And it's so this jokes about one of the characters who can shrink. And it's like you like an Ant-Man scenario, but they make jokes about how, how kinky that must be in the bedroom. And at that, that oh moment God. I knew the show had me. <laughs> it's it's on I Amazon think he Prime. Could defeat so defeat every villain by just going up their butthole, you know? <laughs> Um, so it shows so much restraint that they didn't make that joke in the show. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it. But yeah, it's basically about like Spider-Man style character ex- called Mark Grayson. Except um, he his dad is that world's version of Superman. He's called uh, okay. Omni-Man. And when he turns 17, he finally gets his powers. And he's like, holy shit, I got these powers. He joins a teenage superhero team. And the whole world just falls apart. And like that world's version of the Justice of Justice League slash Avengers dies. And I don't want to give enough away. But holy shit. Everyone all around the world needs to watch this show. And it has J.K. Simmons in it, which is probably why I'm tying yeah. back to Marvel. I'm JK definitely the best. I'm definitely intrigued. Uh I just just hope, you know, you said he it's like J.K. Simmons yelling at a teenage superhero about being a menace, that it is it is just him as J. Jonah Jameson just going, get me pictures of Spider-Man. Um, but, uh, but you, yeah, I just, I, uh, I, I, I just, the best. <laughs> he is though. Like he's, oh, he's so great. And just so many things. And I love it. Uh, but I was also going to bring up the joke of like, when you said like, ah, oh, this kid's dad is Superman, you know, and he doesn't get his powers until he turns 17, you know? And I was sitting there and I was like, man, like, tell me this is sky high. Like, I, I want that. And I'm just laughing because uh, me and my boyfriend just watched Sky High for the hell of it uh, on Disney Plus like uh, a couple of months back. And honestly, it's pretty like Kurt Russell is in it and he's probably the best fucking thing about that movie. And it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Cringy uh, Disney Channel movie. It's it's wonderful. Uh, you I just remember almost nothing about that movie except the fact that they have a training thing where they just keep dropping cars on kids to <laughs> yeah, see if they have yeah. powers or not. How many kids do you think get crushed to death a year at just the entrance exam to Sky High? Because I just, 
I just want to say, actually, because it belongs to Disney and Disney now owns Marvel, can't be technically get sky high in the Marvel universe. Oh, bring it into continuity. <laughs> this is how Ego, the Living Planet, also played by Kurt Russell, was testing his kids the whole time. This, there's actually this is the latest scene in Guardians 2 where they were going to bring Chris Pratt in. And they were like, yeah. okay, Star Lord, stand there. And then Ego is just going to drop a car on him, see what happens. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You just, you just reminded me of that, and uh, it, it, it's. Uh, I think we should do an episode of it uh, uh, about it uh, someday because it's just. Mm, oh, it's, it's something special. I mean, we have um, approximately nine thousand years. Loki comes out, so we could probably get an episode <laughs> about Sky High. And in the meantime, I'd love. You see, I'd love a sequel series to that, but you make it dark and gritty, and it's like Sky College, where it's like the follow-up, like Sky University. <laughs> See how fucked up these teams would be when they move on to college and like they still have these superpowers. That'd be sick. I, I guess I think I, I, I like Sky High because it also follows the premise of some people just get shit superpowers. And I, I, I always love that. So. What, if, what if your whole thing is when you see danger coming, your hands turn super hard or whatever, but because they just drop a car on you randomly, you're just dead. Like... What about someone whose power is they can just like cut stuff with their eyes or whatever? Boom, car yeah. crosses them immediately before they realize. Dropping cars on people is not an accurate test of their superpowers. Yeah, uh, I just uh, it's 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 great. It's great. Something we're definitely gonna have to revisit. But anyway, I hijacked oh, the definitely. invincible one. But uh, <laughs> continuing on. Okay, Invincible and Sky High. I think we got to mark those for like future episodes because yes, damn, both were both high quality content, both cinema in many ways. Also, the only thing about Invincible, like it is animated. I don't, I don't know if I mentioned it. It is animated, but it's yeah. forty five minute episodes, which is so weird for an animated Ooh, series. That's right? that's cool. Yeah, it's like I think it's six or eight anim- Um, I think it's eight forty five minute episodes. So like it's it's fantastic though. It's paced really well. No, okay, I definitely um, have to check it out. Moving on from one thing with J.K. Simmons to another thing that might have J.K. Simmons in it. Disney I mean, he is in the MCU, but... He is in the MCU. There's reports that uh, Silk series is in the works for Disney+. Plus. Now, can you remind the listeners who is Silk? Silk is basically... Uh, God, she's one of the, the spider people because there's so many of them at this point. And what, like... Was she Spider Woman for a while and became Silk, or was Silk her own separate thing? Because this is where things yeah. get really confusing. Because like Spider Woman really hasn't not much to do with Spider Man, and that's always really funny. Uh- <laughs> you see, I think the thing with Silk is she's designed to get around that problem because, yeah. as you said, Spider Woman nothing to. She's more she's more connected to Black Widow than she is actual Spider Man. Yeah. So they made Silk to kind of counteract that. So Silk was bitten by the same spider that bit Peter Parker. Okay. But then this kind of like, um, this guy who was like, oh, the, the inheritors are coming. They're going to kill the spider people. He kidnaps this teenage girl, hides her in a basement and teaches her how to use her powers. Then he's like, okay, I'm going mm. out for a pack of cigarettes. And then he never returns, leaving her in the secret basement for like 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, this t- is our awful. Okay, he actually he actually left to go help Peter Parker, who had been Spider-Man for a year or so at this time. But then okay. he gave his life to save Peter. But he yeah. just happened to forget to tell him, oh yeah, by the way, 
girl in the secret basement. You should go let her out. Yeah. Oh, this is all kinds of problematic. So she was down there for like five or ten years. Like, depending on how long you want to stretch it out. Because she got bit at the same time as Peter. Yeah. She comes comes back to the world and she's got nothing. She doesn't know where her family is. She doesn't... All her friends have moved on because it's been ten years. And she gets a job working at... um, the Daily Bugle with J. Jonah Jameson, aka J.K. Simmons, the greatest actor of all time. Yeah. And she's just got she's got spider powers, she knows Peter, and that's it. So it'll be really interesting okay. to see all that play out as a Disney Plus series, because that's kind of fucked. Yeah. And I want to say, like, we haven't even seen on screen, we haven't seen the 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 bite, the incident on screen yet. So they can shape that whatever way they want, you know? It's not gonna be like a little retcon or something down the line of just, oh yeah, the spider after biting Peter didn't die and like went off in that direction and bit someone else, you know? So for all we know, it bit like five kids and like three of them just died of radiation poisoning. Like Yeah. I'm sure like it bit a couple of people. But also, it's this like, is the kind of thing you only need Tom Holland for like maybe two episodes at most. Maybe like the first episode and the last episode. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, this could be really cool. Silk's a, Silk's a cool character. She's Spider-Woman, but like actually Spider-Woman. Yeah, as I, as I said, I'm not super familiar with her. I probably just haven't read that much stuff with her in it. Um, but, you know, I, 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 like the, I like the spider family, I suppose you could call them. So. Yeah. It would also killed. be it would also be a cool way to like do more Spider-Man stuff, but not have to like get Tom Holland involved while he's like off doing like the Far From Home stuff. You could just have like a little like smaller style thing where you bring in yeah. characters. Also, you could always say like the reason he d- he came back he didn't come back for her was as he got dusted, so she stayed down there for five years not knowing what happened. Oh, geez, yeah, that just sets itself up, doesn't it? Right? That'd be pre- that'd be a pretty sick way to do it instead of like. Oh, he went up to help Spider-Man, and Spider-Man, as Spider-Man does, inevitably got him killed, and then <laughs> he just forgot to mention it. I guess just forgot to mention that I have a kid in the. Ba- I mean, like telling someone there's a kid in the basement does kind of paint you in a terrible, terrible light, you know. Um... Peter, Peter, before I die, go to my apartment. There's a kid in the basement. Let her out. You gotta let her out, Peter. She's been down there so long, Peter. <laughs> I mean, like, he'd do it, but he, yeah, he'd be like, oh my god, this guy is evil. <laughs> and Peter, I need you to take my laptop, throw it in the river, <laughs> they, they burn my apartment, they can't know what was on there. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, Mr. That is terrible. I, I don't want to help you with your basement. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, <laughs> moving, moving on from things that just have never been mentioned in the MCU before. So apparently, we um, Russell Crowe has just come out on like a talk show and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm in Thor four, and I'm gonna be playing Zeus." Greek Which, gods, baby. Excuse me now. Are you are you telling me the Greek gods, the the the, the fucking Percy Jackson Hercules motherfuckers? They just exist in the MCU. Cool. Okay. I mean- I mean, like, a lot of things just kind of exist in the MCU. You kind of have to accept it at that stage. Uh. This is the Wizards <laughs> thing all over again, where it's like, oh, yeah, Wizards were around the whole time. You just didn't see any of them. I'm like, bullshit, you're just making it up now. You're just bringing it up now. Don't I tell mean, me they yeah. were all hidden around the place the whole time. Agreed. Was Zeus at the Battle of New York? Yeah, where, 
Where were they when? Where were they when Thanos attacked? Where was Zeus when fucking Thanos turned? Nobody, sh- like maybe that was when Cap picked up the hammer. Maybe that was actually Zeus hitting him with the lightning. Cap just thought it was him. Maybe Zeus is up there, like, yeah, that was me. That's all me. I mean, like, do the yeah, do the Greek gods in them in in the in the Marvel comics? Do they follow the same rules as the like Asgardians in that they are also aliens, in a sense? Yeah. Yeah, you see, um, the villain of that movie, Gore the God Butcher, he's a recent yeah. thing. But basically, yeah. in the book about him, it kind of explains that gods exist, but like, it's gods with like, how do I say this? It's gods with a lowercase g. So it's like, mm-hmm. while there is the god, which is the one of all of all, who's like the god of the MC of the Marvel universes. Yeah, gods exist but they're just kind of like another race they're like above yeah. regular people so like you'd have humans mutants and then gods would be like the next tier up again like thor mm-hmm. which like brings up the argument you could almost put hulk in that god god tier because he's been able to take them on like galactus yeah. is technically a god he's a god yeah. of destruction so yeah the greek gods do exist in that there, there's history of thor and zeus like going at it to see who's the true thunder god which is kind of sick yeah no that's With- no it's 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 exciting uh i'm i'm interested to see what they would do because like again uh i'm not super familiar with the greek gods and stuff i don't know how, how they're portrayed in the comics and stuff but i hope we really get uh some uh <laughs> a lot of similarities to their their actual historical counterparts not too many because the greek gods highly problematic and did a lot of terrible stuff but i hope yeah. in the sense that they don't really give a shit about humanity and zeus is probably boning anything with uh legs so yeah. you know <laughs> how many how many stories of the greek gods go with um so then zeus fucked it and um <laughs> everyone ended up dead how many stories end like yeah. that there's there's just an iconic meme of is it, it's like uh it's like Greek mythology summed up in one sentence and it's like unfortunately Zeus was feeling horny, so uh, <laughs> so See, I'm, the I'm they're going up against a villain called the God Butcher, so I just kind of have yeah. to assume that Zeus isn't going to be around very long in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think they're gonna they set him can't... up like, oh, he's a big threat. He's a big, powerful, like another god of lightning. The next Odin, and then like Gore's just gonna cut his head off or whatever. Ooh, would they? You know what? Marvel would bring on Russell Crowe just to kill him off, wouldn't they? Uh... Same way. Remember they brought Matt Damon in for like one scene. I think it'd be kind of like that, where it's like you see him and you're like, oh my god, he's Zeus, the most powerful, like of all the Greek gods. And then Gore just like slices through him with one of his ten. I think. They should do uh, a Man of Steel on it, where like um, he's he's in the beginning and he dies, but maybe like Hercules or something keeps having visions of his dad giving him advice or something. You know. <laughs> you know. Now that I think about it, right? Just hear me out. Did you ever see Odin throw a single lightning bolt? No. No. Yet Thor has lightning in his blood. Now hear me out, right? Right. Who also throws lightning bolts? Zeus. Who's known for being a horny bastard? Zeus. <laughs> what if Zeus is Thor's real father and that's the reveal of this movie? So all the shit he's been going through with Odin and Loki all this time is just like, yeah, about that. Um, you're not actually his. Turns out Hela was the only true kid. 
Um, you know, and he decided that nope, having kids was just too much. So I'm just going to adopt this uh, Zeus child and this frost giant and it's going to be fine. It's it's so funny to picture like like Zeus coming out of Odin's chamber and like Odin running into him. He's like, what are, what are you doing here? And he's just like, um, yeah, you, you know, just uh, just expecting the pattern. You see Freya come out and she's like fixing her shirt. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just getting the tour. And Odin yeah. just like... Odin walks away and all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute. He's like, you forgot your sandal. And he like hands him a sandal and he keeps on walking. Because Odin, no offense, has never seemed competent in any of these movies. He has never made a, <laughs> he's never made a single decision that I'm like, yeah, that's the right decision, Odin. That's a very competent, good decision you made right there, all father. Like, never does he make a decision that's like on point. Hey, I mean, he kicks out Thor to, to humble him, and that's why Thor stops being a fucking asshole, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Brianna, what happens 20 minutes after he kicks Thor out? Does Loki sneak a bunch of frost giants in and, like, have them take over Asgard and yes. then, like, get Odin stabbed? Do you think those like... frost giants would have been allowed in if Thor was there? I think he would have bashed their head in with that hammer of his. <laughs> I mean, what? yes, but you gotta remember, Odin is is like basically the god of wisdom, so he knew this was going to happen. I don't know. I really don't. Uh, I mean, if he if he's really the god of wisdom and he's like all seeing or whatever, you think he would have seen like some purple terrorist getting those stones together and would have look at Heimdall beam him down and cut Thanos's head off before he gets a chance. Mm. But yeah, um, speaking of Odin, because he is played by the one, the only Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. I pointed at the mic as if that was like the gesture to you. I I remember this is a strictly audio medium, so I just played by Anthony Hopkins. Anyway, moving on from that adorable, annoying bit. Um, The Oscars happened this weekend, and do you want to tell everyone what happened at the Oscars? Oh, is this the big thing about the Best Actor Award? The lambs, Clarice. They keep screaming. They can't silence the lambs, Clarice. Sorry, it's another Anthony Hopkins movie. Um, yes, this is the thing about the Oscars and um, Chadwick Boseman. Now, okay. So to give people just the quick synopsis is that Chadwick Boseman was nominated for um, an, an Oscar for for his performance in god forgive me i can't remember the name of the movie uh i can't remember a lot of the name of the movies in, in the oscars um but uh, mostly because there wasn't many movies this year to give oscars to i can only assume um, i'm pretty sure four movies came out last year i'm yeah. surprised sonic the hedgehog didn't win best picture like <laughs> it's the only thing i remember seeing last year um oh no man what about new mutants anyway um <laughs> i'm just impressed that movie came out at all Let's i think real. everyone's just impressed that movie came out the only reason uh, that movie came out is because everyone loved anna taylor joy in like the queen's gambit and peaky blinders like marvel like we got an anna taylor joy movie just sitting on the shelf over there they i don't even think the, the queen's USB. gambit was released by then but okay <laughs> I think it's like the same month, but I might be wrong. Anyway, anyway, okay, anyway, what, happened, maybe I'm what wrong. happened at the Oscars? Um, yeah, so Chadwick Boseman was uh, nominated for a post, uh, what did I call it? 
post onions uh, or something like that post money no i might be wrong on this i'm pulling that out of my ass um yeah but anyway basically they they they're rewarding him giving giving him an oscar and stuff and he didn't win it um which made some people mad for some reason um uh, <laughs> see oh it's um post post humorous post humorous but um what happened was because it's done over zoom they it was like it was the first like live streamed version of the oscars so they um they changed around like the way it was like presented so best picture always comes at the end so it's like the biggest movie gets awarded at the end right it's the biggest award yeah. biggest movie but that got changed this year for the first time in the 125 years that the oscars has been going for oh wow so it was best actor was pushed to the end so the okay. theory was they made that switch so they do best picture then they'd move on to best actor and they'd give it to Chadwick Boseman and everyone would end the show on a positive note remembering how great he was it'd be a round of applause everybody okay everybody would go home feeling good about themselves and then like it was given to Anthony Hopkins a man who wasn't at the event wasn't streaming the event and was at home asleep in his bed in Wales he didn't even know. He didn't think he was going to win. He didn't have a speech ready. Everyone had assumed that it was going to be Anthony. It was going to be Chadwick Boseman, not Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Which is, I think that's where the controversy lies because it would. It's Chadwick Boseman's last chance to win an Oscar, obviously, because tragically he passed last year. But here's the thing: yeah. um, most of the Oscar voters are get this, and I know this might surprise people. Old white men. <gasps> who would have guessed so of course they see a movie about an old white man who happens to have like a debilitating disease and they're like yep that's it that's cinema right there give that man his oscar like that genuinely it's it's a sad thing to see though because it does mean chadwick boseman is robbed of his last chance of getting an oscar it <sighs> It is, and like I, I understand there's a there's like a whole thing about diversity in in the Oscars, which this Oscars had was actually kind of good for, uh, in that we had our first female, uh, uh, like female black director and stuff win something, and like uh, so like we it, it, this year was much better than others, um, but yeah, yeah it, no, there it was. Take it. There, Oh yeah, no, I said much better than others. I didn't say it's fun. It's it's too great or anything. Um, yeah, it's it's a really tough one to call because I know people were like, "Oh, like Chadwick Boseman should have won that and stuff." And to which I'm like, "Yeah, okay, maybe there is an issue here of like, of of maybe there is this some racism happening here. I I don't know fully what goes on behind the scenes and stuff. But also, I'm like." Do people deserve Oscars because they're dead? And see, that's the Jared Leto thing, right? So Jared Leto won the year that he died. But if you remove not... the fact that he died, Heath Ledger. Was the perform- <laughs> Sorry, not Jared Leto. Sorry, I mixed up the, the man who died with the man I wish died. My mistake. My bad. <laughs> Heath yeah. Ledger. Um, Heath Ledger won it the year that he died. But it's yeah. Like, does that performance hit as hard if you retract the information that he's dead? If you just take it as a performance without any of the tragedy behind it? Because obviously with Chad, Chad Boseman, he was taken way too soon. Like, yeah, 
we lost the king way too soon. It was so sad and so like heartbreaking to know that he did all this with cancer. But if you take no, that away, like, does that still work as a performance? Does that performance still hit better than Anthony Hopkins' performance? And it's yeah, it's a really, it's a really, really tough one uh, to to call and stuff. Like, cause I, you know, like I know people are just like, oh yeah, Heath Ledger got one and he died, but like his performance as the Joker was absolutely phenomenal. No one expected that out of him. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people, and when they initially heard the casting of Heat Ledger for, for Joker in the Dark Knight, there was anger about it. They were like, what? This guy from A Knight's Tale? Or like, you know. It's so funny. That movie came out when I was like nine. It was the first movie I was too scared to see in the cinema because I was I saw the trailer <laughs> with Heath Ledger Joker and it scared me too much. I feel like see, a cardboard you... stand at a cinema. That's terrifying. <laughs> I know you were talking about uh like the dark night, uh, but it also sounded like you were too scared to go see a knight's tale, and that's also really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Naked oh, Paul Bettany is too much. Um I don't wanna see his booty bits. <laughs> anyway, um but yeah, no. Personally, I think they should have given it to Chadwick. Uh, like Again. Anthony Hawkins has a bunch of them. It's not even his best performance. I think they probably should have given it to Chadwick Boseman. I haven't seen the movie that Chadwick was uh, nominated for, so I can't say anything about that. I have not seen the movie of what Anthony Hopkins was for, but I have seen a stage production of it. Oh. And I, from what I can understand, that is a, it is a very demanding kind of uh, role to do because uh, the, the father is basically about the, this man who has Alzheimer's and stuff and he's basically losing his mind and it, the, all, the whole production is done from his perspective so like I mean one... is, is it that hard because if you fuck up and forget your line you can just say that's in character oh uh, dude it's not it's not that simple <laughs> oh come on that is the worst joke I've I think that might be the meanest joke I've ever made that's so mean. It's fine. But I had an aunt with Alzheimer's. It's fine. It's hilarious. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's fine. You, can, you can crack a joke about it. And then 20 minutes later, you can crack the same joke and it gets the same laugh. Oh, God. That, that's that got to be the worst joke you've made. Oh, my oh, God. God. I'm sorry. I, that is. Anyway, sorry. You were saying about the performance. Yeah. Like all, um... our, all our all our listeners with Alzheimer's are so mad at me. Don't get me wrong. They'll forget it by the end of the show. But still. Jesus Christ, man. All right, please, please move oh on. My I God. won't stop making these jokes. You have to keep, stop. Keep like, us rolling we... or I won't be able to stop making them. Yeah, we, we will be banned off the internet if you if you keep going. Um, Basically, yeah, I, I saw I saw a stage production of it. Now, was it the best? Was it the best one? Uh, uh, <laughs> up for debate. Um, But like, I... I, I like looking at the script and stuff it is a quite a quite a demanding role to to play basically um so it's 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 a tough one i'm not saying that oh i've seen this role i know this role will be better than anything chadwick boseman has done i'm not saying that i haven't seen the two films to really uh judge that and even then like yes i do acting but doesn't mean i'm an expert in it so even i could be wrong you know so it's it's a sad note to leave on because I do feel bad because this was Chadwick Boseman's last chance. But I don't know if we give Oscars for dying. But hey, if anyone deserves it, it's the King of Wakanda, right? I love the idea that Marvel tell us a black man could be Captain America or anything else he wants except win an Oscar, apparently. Which kind of breaks my heart. 
but Chadwick Boseman will be missed and he was a fantastic actor and I need to reiterate that he was fantastic and the amount he did for the film industry and for like like young black characters on screen it is fantastic the work he did and now let's move on from something super sad and depressing to something super uplifting and great and that is our sponsor for this week shoptoevan.com shoptoevan.com is your one-stop shop for all evan-based needs if you need hoodies t-shirts thongs whatever you need shoptoevan.com will provide you with the best service fun fact if you need 25 percent off of assless chaps use the product code gone for the head at shoptoevan.com you won't get 25 off you'll get a full 30 percent off your leather assless chaps that is shoptoevan.com forward slash assless chaps don't forget to go to shoptoevan.com you know someday we're going to get paid for a sponsor right hopefully eventually Wow, what a turnaround from uh from, from what we were just talking about to that. Oh, oh my god. I got like think... emotional whiplash there. I was about Jesus. to say, how how is your neck from all the whiplash there? It's <laughs> <laughs> a grinding halt into an ad turn. Oh my like uh I feel like Alex Jones when he's like he's ranting about the water's turning the frogs gay and then he does an ad turn about minerals or whatever. You know how yeah. you're like, you know, when YouTubers just do like a big turn all of a sudden, they're like, anyway, buy this product or go to this website or like, yeah, 9-11 yeah. was an inside job. This episode's brought to you by Squarespace. You know, like one of those kind of things. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, uh... I was also going to tack on the joke of like, you said, like, do, do you get awards for dying? And I was like, look, if anyone was to get in, like an Oscar for dying, it would be Sean Bean, right? Uh... <laughs> You know, when Man's Sean Bean dies in real life, we'll never, I won't believe it. I don't think I will. I'm like, <laughs> he's just pulling another fast one. On Guys, he's died so many times. He's real good at it. <laughs> Speaking of dying so many times, uh, we slogged nearly eight hours worth of content for this week's episode. So you yeah. don't have to. I died several times on the inside. I just want the listeners oh. to know that before we start talking about Agent Carter. So no yeah, more- I... S- I suppose to set it up is that uh, just as we jumped on before our recording, Jack informed me that his his feelings on the on the, this 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 uh, season of Agent Carter was so so, to put it to put it to put it simply. Uh, is, I on the other hand, it was a beige wall. Yeah. Oh. Nothing remarkable. <laughs> nothing insane about it. It was just kind of there. A lot of beige walls in many ways. God, it's jeez, it's, it's been a while since we brought up the beige wall thing. Jesus. Um. Yeah, yeah, I on the other hand quite enjoyed this this uh the show. So, see, normally when we do this, we do kind of a review slash breakdown thing, but I don't expect the listeners to watch eight hours of content to understand this oh, yeah. one podcast. So instead, this week, we think it'd be more fun to do a we watched it so you don't have to. We suffered. We took the blow. We climbed oh over God. the wire when no one else would. So you don't have to watch Agent Carter when you're in conversation, when you're talking to your like your loved ones, your friends, your family, when you're there at Christmas and everyone's like, oh, man, remember Agent Carter? You could be like, yeah, I didn't watch it, but I got information from should have gone to the head and they summarized it for us. So that's even better. (laughs) We're going to teach you to bluff your way through an Agent Carter style conversation. All right. All right. Agent Carter, we watched it so you don't have to. So how does Agent Carter start? Do you want to set it up so, for us, Rhiannon? 
yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be taking the reins from here. No, um, but Agent Carter basically takes place after the first Captain America movie. But I actually started my 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 watch of the of of uh, the first season of Agent Carter by watching the first Captain America movie and jumping straight into it. Um, so oh. it, it takes place after that. Basically, what does Peggy get up to when World War Two is done and Steve's in the ice? You know. Uh, presumed dead she believes he's gone he's not coming back for that one dance or whatever yeah and she's real she's real sad about it um she gets up in the morning she gets dressed she has her flashbacks to steve as usual (laughs) so like in the first episode opens with something that falcon the winter soldier never did and that was like show off steve rogers yeah but my favorite uh, thing is all of Peggy's memories are in the third person or events she wasn't there for. <laughs> so she's she's like getting dressed and she's having flashbacks to Captain America. He's like, I gotta put the plane, I gotta put the plane in the water. Don't worry, Peg, I'll be back for that last dance or whatever. And like, he's like flying the German plane into the water from like the end of the first Captain America movie. I'm like, she wasn't there. She just heard that over the radio. She doesn't know I mean, what that yeah, looks but they're, like. They're just, re, they're just reusing stuff from the, the first Captain America and stuff. And I think this show came out quite a while after the first one. Uh, sorry, the first Captain America movie. So they had to throw it in there going like, ah, yes, this is where you are in the story. Um, yeah. I suppose I suppose to really start off talking about this show is it really, like, I think... It really feels like uh, definitely a follow-on from the first Captain America movie in that it has some weird CGI background sometimes, but everything's painted in a weird beige tinge. Well, <laughs> there's some dodgy CGI in here. Like, it is... I like what they're going for, but there's some dodgy C- CGI in here. So anyway, pa- well, a- Agent Carter, she's a fighter, but she's got no war left to do. The war is over. So she goes... She's working for the SSR, which is the early version of Shield. Yeah. But she, I uh, tells you, she gets no respect. <laughs> I was just about she, to make that joke. <laughs> I she gets on no respect. I, I tell you, she gets you. no respect. She's a woman. What's a woman doing here? Never mind her stellar war record or anything. <laughs> it was like, ah, uh, she she gets the coffee. She answers the phones. She uh. she fought she fought Nazis with Captain America and took down the Third Reich. Yeah, she can be our secretary. She Get over there. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, no, as I said, she gets no respect. She's working for the SSR until yeah. a new case comes along. And what's that case, Rhiannon? That case is uh Howard Howard Stark, the good old the good old uh, pappy of, of our beloved Tony Stark. And he he he's currently on the run, uh, mostly because his inventions have been stolen, and people believe he's selling them on the black market. <laughs> it's the most like fifties or sixties thing I've ever heard. Where it's like he's working for the Ruskies, he's selling inventions to the Reds. I'm like <laughs> selling inventions to them. Um, yeah, but maybe so... Papa Stark isn't actually um, the bad guy, and you know that because they only have the budget to have him in two episodes. <laughs> Like he turns up in like the first episode, and I think he turns up in the last episode. He might have a he might pop in for one scene in between. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? They just don't have the money to be spending on Dominic Cooper to be there all the time. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no. Yes. Um, so so basically, like, hey, he 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 enlists Peggy to to help him and be like, find out who's selling my inventions, who stole them. You know, 
do that for me. Uh, Peggy, we also get to meet um, uh, his butler, Jarvis, who would later become the inspiration for our robot buddy, Jarvis, and Vision. So it's weird to think that James Darcy evolves into Paul Bettany. Uh <laughs> it's it's so weird. So basically the the idea is like well he's my top man. He's the only person I can trust Peg. You see, he's British and you're British. So I'm assuming you'll work together no problem. Tea and crumpets, you're going to save the day. It's going to be great. <laughs> Howard Stark just picks like the only two British people he knows slash trusts to solve all of this for him. <laughs> It does present the quite humorous situation of these two British people just running circles around the SSR folks. It's really funny. Um, yeah. But yeah um, there, and, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Were you, what, what, what were you going to say? I, no, I was going to say it was a stupid tangent, but um, I have a note here. It's like um, Peggy tells the story of how Howard tried to kiss her on D-Day and she punched him into the Thames or whatever. Or sorry, V-Day. But uh, <laughs> how long after the did how like when did Captain America go in the water and then like V Day? What what was the time difference there? Was it like a month? I I, I don't know. Um, I assumed it would have been like maybe three days, but like maybe it was a lot longer. Maybe maybe it was maybe. <laughs> He's like ah, her girlfriend, his boyfriend, her boyfriend's dead. I mean, Captain America ain't around. What he don't know can't kill him. Uh-huh. Huh? Ah. But on those moves, ha! Huh? And uh, but Peggy, Peggy it, takes no shit. Um, it's a lot weirder if in Civil War Tony's like, he killed my mom, and it's like I don't care, he killed my mom, my and then he's like, well, you think that's bad? I lost my I lost my girl to a Stark, you son of a bit, and then him and Steve start beating <laughs> like beating on each other because he's just thinking of how much he hates Howard instead. I don't know, alternate movie, alternate timeline right there. Oh my god. But um but, I suppose it, yeah. going uh yeah, going forward in, in this uh well just with the season in general, can I just gush about the performances in this? Because like everyone's doing a heckin' good job here. You know? I love it. I just love I love Haley Atwell. Um if it isn't obvious, Agent Carter has been one of my favorite characters for a long time. Uh, just like Haley Atwell as Agent Carter, James Darcy as Jarvis, Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark. Like they're all they're all hitting those those notes real good. Oh yeah, like and... they they blew the budget on getting Haley Atwell, I think, because like, she, but well worth it because she's fantastic and the range she shows in the show is amazing. So good, and uh, also delighted that in Endgame, James Darcy was confirmed Jarvis, and I was like, yes. <laughs> you see, here's the thing, and this is a little tangent, but um. Because he was confirmed Jarvis in Endgame, blah, blah, blah. That means this is the only show that's technically in continuity. Like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't count. Um, Iron Fist, like uh, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, doesn't count. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't count. This counts. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to double... Inhumans doesn't count. Agents of C- Shield still doesn't count. So it's like... I mean, it's Agents of Shield's a really tough one because there is stuff that happens in the movies that affects Agents of Shield, and Nick Fury does show up in it. And For 40 uh, seconds. it's so it's such a tough it's such a tough one to gauge Agents of Shield. But yeah, like yeah. Anyway, I anyway, so Agent I would Car- Agent say, Carter. Um, Agent Carter. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I, ha- I would happily say Agent Carter is probably the one that's like, yes, this is definitely in the MCU. 
Yeah. Um, it also has the least rip- ripples on the MCU, if that makes sense, where it's like, there's nothing yeah. huge in here where you're like, oh my God, this is game changing for the MCU. No, it's just kind of a story that happened. And, like, it's pretty and, good. And, it's a pretty good. Yeah, I, I like it for that. It's like, oh yeah, what, what happens like after the war and stuff? And like, it's not going to be like, oh, this ends the world kind of thing, you know? Yeah, so um, what's the name of the organization that actually has Howard Stark stuff? Because, like, Peggy and Jarvis, they do their investigation stuff. They track down, like, a guy. They, and they're like... They, yeah, they're doing their investigating. They they track it back to Roxxon, which is a... Uh, da, da, da. That's, that's a good old reference. Um, Roxxon, comics, for anyone not in the know, is a company that keeps coming up in the MCU. It's, like, it's kind of a rival to Stark Industries. It's from the comics. Yeah. But like, and, it, uh, it, there's posters for it. There's like things for it. There, there's ads for it, and like everything in the MCU. Basically, uh, Howard made this a, a explosive uh, stuff, and they track. They basically track it down to to uh, Roxxon and stuff. Um, and she learns of this organization called Leviathan from a man with no voice box. Uh, Which is the any... poor man's Hydra. It's just the poor man's Hydra. I'm surprised <laughs> it's not Hydra. It's just shit Hydra. <laughs> Just it's Russian shit Hydra. It's shitty Russian Hydra. Like the minute they said it's like Leviathan, I'm like, oh, Hydra. No, Leviathan. (laughs) Hydra, Leviathan. (laughs) Oh, it's pronounced Hydra. Like you know, like hail Hydra, Leviathan. Oh, yeah. Um, Where are we? It's just a Hydra. Yeah, but um. Uh, just this. So yeah, the this episode kind of ends with uh, them blowing up rocks on. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they find out that the formula they took from Howard Stark that these like Leviathan uh, bad guys they've they've built a bunch of them and they blow up the rocks on factory and Peggy and Jarvis get out of there and they get away from the man with no voice box and then like a bunch of investigation stuff happens, I guess. And the boys, they're yeah. on Peggy's tail. Like she's she's hunting down the like the bad guy. But it's really funny to me that like two steps behind her are just these three like these three big Brooklyn bruisers who work with her. You know, like the guys yeah. in the SSR who just like a woman, she can't be a spy. Come on, boys, let's figure this out ourselves. And they're just like there's a bunch of idiots. It's so funny. Oh, they- yeah, no. Um, I suppose like before closing out episode one, I want to say like I, I think I forgot how, like what was the age rating on a on Agent Carter because I think I I forgot how like violent it could be sometimes, in that Peggy like because Pe- Peggy at the time is like sharing a room with the, this girl and stuff and she comes home and her roommate just gets fucking shot. <laughs> I'm just like oh. And Peggy just kind of blames herself. She's like, oh my god, everyone around me dies. Every person I know gets shot or like shot into the ice by Hydra or like... Yeah. No, yeah. It's just... I I, I was just like, oh, this series doesn't really fuck around that much. Like that... Oh, that woman's dead now. Okay. The only time the series fucks around is with the lighting. Because like, whoever did the lighting and the cinematography on this series should be fucking shot. They should be taken, they should be tied up in a bed like Peggy's fucking roommate and shot in the head. Oh, oh my god, everything's so overexposed. It triggers me so much. <laughs> I had to turn the brightness down on my iPad while watching it because it was it was like hard on the eyes. And it wasn't even a full. 
Oh my God. Sorry, I, I had that written in a note. It just says rant about the lighting. I think I covered that I there. Didn't, I didn't see a problem with it. So, you know, we're just going to school on that. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, so bad. Sorry. It's, <laughs> this is the differentiator between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and this. It's like they definitely paid the lighting of the cinematography guy a good bit more on those shows because it looks like crisper and cleaner and nice, I guess. I, I don't know what yeah, it is. It, I, like, I guess. Everything in the 40s is just super overexposed. I, I, I don't know. Are it's, all the light bulbs uh, turned up to a thousand percent? I don't know. But you, you got to remember this this show originally aired on ABC. So this is working with like a TV budget as well. Exactly. Rather than like Falcon Winter Soldier's Dis- Disney Plus money. Oh, obviously. One hundred percent. Like you, yeah. you got me there. But yeah, and no. Which um, I, I think, but I do think, like, I know we brought up, like, the weird CGI and stuff, but considering this is a TV show, like, I think they did, still did a really good job of having it still feel like it's in the MCU, like, it like it does follow straight on from Captain America, and I oh, think yeah, they, it, they do a good job with that. It definitely so. has those first Avenger vibes, like, they, they definitely replicated that fairly well, maybe not as much as I would have liked, but, like, close enough mm-hmm. to it where you're like, they probably... You'd know this better than me because you watched it, but like I'm guessing it makes a really good companion piece to the first Avenger, right? Because you watched that the yeah. before. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I again it just they 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 blend together really well for me. Uh as I said, it's not it's not perfect. There's still some issues here yeah. and there. Maybe it's everything just being blended in a brown color, but <laughs> so anyway, in episode uh, two, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to fire around because we got eight episodes and we are fifty minutes into the podcast already. So in episode two I, Yeah, I know, I know. Our, our boy Brannis, um, Mr. No Voice Box himself, he's got a weird white thing. He puts a thing up to his voice. He's kind of like the uncle in South Park, like the one who has like the voice where he's like, let me tell you about this. I will tell you. It's like he's got like the thing jammed into his throat to do this, like the voice or the sound or whatever. It's yeah. real weird. But anyway, that guy, turns out he's a double agent. And maybe my theory is it's because Leviathan doesn't have good health care, e.g. his neck. <laughs> He's a double agent. I feel like it, so Penny, uh, Peggy goes undercover at the milk factory to try and sniff him out to try and find. Yeah, I have a note life. that just says Peggy investigates some milk. Um. <laughs> There's a lot of like Peggy dresses up in a big costume and does a voice. It's like. Oh, yeah. Like in the first su- episode, she has like a blonde wig and everything. And she's fucking like chloroform lipstick or something to which I'm like, Peg- Peggy, that feels very. Uh... <laughs> What happens if she Very accidentally, like, she goes to, like, take a drink or whatever, and she just knocks herself out? Yeah, what happens with that? <laughs> what, if she, what if she sneezes awkwardly? She's just out cold. Anyway, um, the amount of disguises and voices and shit go, that, like, Peggy puts on, it's like, and I know we're doing serious spy action stuff here, but it's, like, one level above That's So Raven. Like, it's <laughs> chuck on a wig, do a voice, hope for the best. <laughs> like, anyway, um, so it she goes searching she takes on some more bad guys turns out the bad guy she was hunting was a double agent but the russians are in on it and they're doing bad thing with some stark tech there there's another voiceless dude that's that's murdering people and hunting her down as well you know there's um, a bunch there's a bunch of shit going there. and then we find out that howard has another weapon that he doesn't want peggy to open up and you know, i'm just skipping around here but I'm, I'm like trying to keep it close enough in order but peggy's like don't don't what what do you mean don't open it up i'm gonna open it up i don't trust you howard oh my god dude you've skipped you've skipped so much there oh god 
I just want to get to the to the big reveal about Howard's secret. You skip the yeah. fact that uh, they they have both Peggy all Peggy Jarvis, uh, double agent voiceless man and other voiceless man have a big car fight with the volatile substance, chuck it into the lake, and blow the lake to fuck. <laughs> is it me or is that the second or third car fight in this episode? What's well, hilarious how they blow up that lake? But it's just like. <laughs> Don't they fight on top of a milk, not a milk truck, on top of another like Roxxon truck in the first episode? Yeah, I don't know. They just, there's, there's a lot of car fights and stuff, but yeah, they just blow a lake. They just blow a lake the fuck up. Um, Wait a minute. That lake is in upstate New York. That's where the event, what if that's where the Avengers lake is? Maybe they blew up that lake and then eventually like, um, that's where they built the Avengers compound. Stark was like, yeah, your girlfriend blew this up in the 50s. Oh my god, like, at, it, this is the leaded shot in Endgame where Doctor Strange is doing his magic portal thing and he's holding back the lake and it's coming down, the water's gonna hit him. And all of a sudden you just see a fucking milk truck come through the water and he's really confused. Yeah, oh, I love it. But anyway, following episode, people, that those SSR boys are, are getting suspicious, so they, they take Jarvis in. And you discover Jarvis was charged with treason. Uh, like, oh, I forgot about could, that. What did he do again? Or does it say he, what he did? He, he forged a, a signature because he wanted to get uh, his now wife basically out of the country yeah. she was in or something and forged a signature. And uh, Howard basically saved him. And this is why Jarvis has basically dedicated himself to it in indentured servitude. Um, we also meet the character of Dottie in this episode, who becomes very important later. Wait, was Dottie um, in the first episode as well? Was she the one working at the diner? Or am I thinking of someone else? That was Dottie. No, as well. that's that. That's uh, that's a different character. Uh, oh, yeah, oh is she one. the one who gets shot? No, she's not the one that gets shot. She's just the the girl in the diner is just kind of there to be the friend character. Like she doesn't oh, do I a don't whole know lot. Why. I mixed her up with Dottie for some reason. I just, uh, my mind is like they all just kind of. Bearing in mind, I watched the first two episodes, or first three episodes Monday, so it's been like, it's been a full week of me trying to burn through this show, but uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, so, I, was, yeah. I skipped away ahead, um, Peggy fucks up the interview, right, she like fucks it up and like they get Jarvis out, am I remembering that correctly? Um, she, she bamboozles their way out of it or something, I'm, I'm trying to remember, I'm, I'm looking through my notes here, bear with I'm, 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 I'm flicking through notes here now and I'm just going with the... I'm going ahead with the thing of, uh, oh yeah, Peggy and Jarvis go investigate the the vault uh, where things things were stolen, and they find a boat at the end of it, which has the symbol of which the voiceless guy tried to draw for them in the sand at the end of episode two before he he died. Oh yeah, um, it's, it's the poor man Hydra's symbol, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's the it's shitty a, Hydra. Yeah, no, but uh, they they go in and Stark's adventures is in there, and I want to say like. What the fuck, Stark? How do you fuck up a massage machine so badly? So he built this machine for a massage, but what it causes is involuntary muscle contractions so strong that it breaks bones. So <laughs> what the fuck, Howard? See, here's the thing. The only thing we've learned through the MCU is the Starks are great at creating villains. Like yeah. Howard Stark created the Iron Monger, which Tony helped create the suit for. They created Whiplash. They created Ultron. They created the Vulture. They created most of the Vision. Anyway, it's they're great at making villains. 
So I liked the idea that there's there's a version of that where that machine gets out there and some poor man who's known for like his fantastic bone structure and his, his great posture gets folded in half by it. And you get like this weird broken foldy in half man who's now hates the Starks. Honestly, it's time. like that it's, guy's coming back. It's like like it's like one of the worst inventions because I think you can actually imagine what that would feel like, you know, and you're just like, oh god, oh, I would hate it so much. Actually, um, speaking of bad guys in the Starks history, um, in the first episode, I don't think we we mentioned this. You see Whiplash's dad, you know, the guy who Howard eventually fucks over and he's taken back to the Soviet Union. We see him. Oh shit, do we? Yeah. Um fucking what's his name? I was gonna say Ivan Drago, but that's the Rocky Russian villain. Um Yeah. Ivan Vanko, uh, is that it? It's it's like Vanko Senior or something like that. You know, you yeah, know Yeah, something something like that. He's like, you know, I, I want my bird. That guy from I Iron Man too. But Mickey Mickey <laughs> Rourke from Iron Man too. I want my bored. His dad. <laughs> we see his dad in the first episode. Or is oh. the second episode? Okay, I can never remember. But anyway, like that. Uh, um, boat chase slash fight or whatever, I guess. Yeah, there's there's a fight. Peggy kicks there's, ass again. Uh, she uses that absolutely brutal massage machine, which is just absolutely terrible. Um, but they, so they decide that she won't go to the SSR because they probably wouldn't believe her. So they do an anonymous tip to the SSR guys, like Susan Thompson. Uh, basically, the SSR guys comprise of four dudes most of the time. Later, three. Uh, they're from which Brooklyn, is, it's fine. Wait, they're from New York. You got Are Chief you... Dooley, you got Lieutenant Thompson, and like you Wait, got uh, Susa and Kraminsky. I thank goodness you remembered their names because I was like the three bruisers, the chief, and you know the one leg guy. That was what I have written I... down. I'm happy you remembered I, I... all their names. I, I had to I had to write them down, but uh basically they're they're all kind of like ah oh, Peggy or girl well except Susa Susa's kind of he's more chill about it he's like okay I know Peggy's done things, um, like he's he's okay but they all kind of shit on Susa as well because he only has one leg. Oh, I don't say which one is Susa? He's the one who gets cooked by Captain America. Thank you. He's the one who gets cooked by Captain America. Yeah. I've got a bit about that later, but yeah, Susa's got one leg and he's very sweet on on Peggy. They, definitely, oh yeah, so they. They've taken the guy from the boat and uh, like Kaminsky is probably the worst dude out of all of them because you do find out in this episode like he cheats on his wife. He shits on like fucking Peggy. He just doesn't seem like a great dude. So when he, he's told to bring the, the man in and he's just driving along and, so, you know, they get stopped at a light. Someone gets out of their car and shoots both of them. And like everyone's kind of really sad about this and everything, and like the following episode and stuff, uh, or later in this episode. But, but why? They're I, both shit guys. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if the audience is supposed to feel bad about it. Am I supposed to just go, oh I'm, no, I'm not like, the dickhead? Oh no, oh, no. <laughs> the relatable Brooklyn assholes. Oh no. Oh, oh man. yeah. Oh Kravitsky, he was just a oh. swell dude. Um, yeah, so another one taught me <laughs> that if you have nothing to, nice to say about someone, don't say anything at all, and then everyone goes quiet, <laughs> and that's the last they talk about Kuzminski. They all uh, shut yeah. up and never say anything again about him. But yeah, no, um, is that at the end of episode three? If I'm remembering that's, that that's the end of episode three. Um, yeah, so, so episode four picks up, and it's 
it's uh, Howard Stark getting smuggled back into the country through a shipping container, which he's decked out with a fucking pool table and everything. You know, Howard Stark is ahead of his time uh, with living Howard in the Stark. shipping container thing, you know? Um, the original <laughs> hipster right there. No, but um, also, this is set in the 50s, right? Yeah. So in Endgame, we see them in the 70s, right? It's like 73, 74, if I remember correctly, because you see yeah. Howard Stark and he's, he's having his first kid and he's aged He really a bit. ages in 20 years. He really ages. But can we just bring up the fact that when we see Jarvis who from this show in that scene where he's like helping Mr. Stark into the car, yeah, that hasn't aged a bit. <laughs> he hasn't aged a day. looking great. Fucking, he's using the moisturizer and like going to bed at nine o'clock and having a crumpet or whatever. The guy looks great. Like... But yeah, no. Jarvis what happens in episode four again? Because the middle episodes just kind of blur together. I mean, I remember the Black yeah, Widow school that, thing, but that's about it. That's 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 fine. No, I, I'm going through it. So yeah, they they get they get they rescue Howard basically. Well, rescue. He hires these guys to smuggle him in, and then they just like refuse the payment. So Peggy and Jarvis have to beat up some guys. Well, mostly Peggy. So Peggy kicks ass again. Um, uh, so yeah they're like oh let's bring Stark to his house but like no that's too obvious so they have to fucking sneak him into where Peggy is staying which is like an all female kind of boarding area and uh, that has problems but he also attempts to sleep with everyone on Peggy's floor <laughs> classic Stark, Stark move classic, classic Stark, Stark move. move trying to sleep with everyone you can I'm surprised uh, that that elevator scene in Endgame where Tony's talking to his dad, that Howard doesn't hit on him a little bit. Because as we know, yeah. Howard Stark and Tony will probably go for almost anyone. Anyway. Yeah, um, so uh, I guess like some, some storylines that have been happening behind the scenes that we haven't brought up is uh, Sousa is currently investigating a death that happened in the nightclub, which was someone who Peggy quote-unquote interrogated before he kissed her and got knocked out with chloroform lipstick, but he later turns up dead. Um, that wasn't right? Peggy's fault. Um, it's like spider or something. I can't remember the villain's name. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, some, something like that. But spider matches look- Malone or something, right? It's something fifties. Seuss is looking into that, uh, but everyone dunks on Susa because uh, so that doesn't matter. Um, then the chief dude guy goes to have an interview with a Nazi. Uh, gets him to tell him some information by telling him some breath mints are cyanide, which is actually fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, oh yeah, fucking hell! The smuggler guy that brought Stark in is being set up uh, as as a villain, which is really funny. Um, uh, does that become relevant? Uh, oh yeah, so the smuggler guy they set up—they pretty much get the greasiest, creepiest-looking guy to be the be the smuggler guy, and he tracks down Peggy Carter, and he's walking along to her floor, and fucking Dottie, who we introduced in the early episode just snaps his fucking neck yeah it turns out Dottie's a fucking terminator like it's I I remembered it because I had seen the show before but when we got to that part and Dottie just fucking takes him out I'm like yas Yeah. (laughs) fucking goes T100 on him just he's like an automatic gun or something and she's just like I want that and just snaps his neck and you're like oh my god (laughs) Oh my god, MVP. Um, MVP. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, so Stark gets Peggy to steal a, a secret thing from the lab after the boys took it all off the boat. Turns out, what is it, my what is it, my good friend Jack? 
Ooh, it's the good, the beautiful, a nice big vial of Steve Rogers' blood. Nobody tells Sharon about this. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody tells Sharon about this. And you know no what? No one tell the power broker. <laughs> Peggy is pissed. Um... Also, like, I just to bring it up, because I mentioned her there, this is probably the best connection that we get to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is all about a character creating more super soldiers. And yeah, Peggy is so pissed about the fact that, like, wait, you guys kept some of Steve's blood. You want to recreate yeah. him? Like, I, it's she's so mad. Oh yeah, she she's I I think she's mad at like first of all uh, Howard keeping one of the vials because I think the the government have already pretty much used one of their the, their ones, but also she's like he is going to recreate it and sell it, and she's not about that. Because she's just like, yeah, Howard, you filthy capitalist. <laughs> oh, fuck it. We also, how dare, you, how dare you try and make money, you absolute capitalist. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Howard Stark. What would you expect from him? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm also, surprised he's not like selling blue juice that's called Captain America, like Captain <laughs> America serum, and it's just like blue food dye or whatever. That sounds like a complete Howard Stark thing. Also, at the end of the, uh, towards the end of this episode, we get motherfucking Stan Lee, everybody. Uh, he shows up for his cameo. Uh, I actually didn't think he was going to be in it. I completely forgot that, like, he had a cameo in here. I completely forgot he shows up for the TV show sometimes. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because he's he's not in Daredevil. He's, like, on a poster in the background. Yeah. And it's the same in Jessica Jones. But, like, is he in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I can't remember. I've- I I have no idea. It's been so long since I've I've seen it. Rihanna, um, we need you to do this. You're one of the four people who's seen Agents of Shield. Oh god, this is where your expertise comes again. Peggy hides. Oh yeah, no. Peggy hides the the blood in a hole in her wall in her bedroom, and uh, oh god, so many just yeah, Leviathan shit goes down. Nothing really too 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 important. Okay. Uh, so yeah, episode no. five. And where are we getting into some of the sexy stuff? Is this the one where Dr. Evil turns up or whatever the bad guy's name? I I just nicknamed him Dr. Evil. This is the one where they go to Russia. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. This is maybe what, maybe, is this the one with the, with the school that I'm thinking of? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. right. I'll let you get into it. This is probably the third episode. We, in this episode, it starts off with this, this kind of uh, flashback and stuff to a bunch of girls training. And uh, beating the shit out of each other and being handcuffed to bed. So basically we get what is the Black Widow program or like the predecessor to the Black Widow program. Oh, like, uh, I believe. What... I don't think they ever call it that, but I think it's definitely implied it's the Black I, Widow program. I, I took it that this was the Black Widow program because it looked the exact yeah. same as Natasha's flashbacks in like yeah. Age of Ultron. Like and what yeah. she's kind of alluded to. This, this feels like either the early days of it or just like the actual thing. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, Kiko. Oh yeah. So yeah, they basically train little girls to grow up and be fucking assassins. Um, so they realize they, they gotta go to Russia. They got some some intel or something saying like Howard Stark's been captured or something. So they're like, We gotta we gotta go to the to Russia and first we of gotta all save people them damn Ruskies. Yeah, show first them all, reds like, what for. 
like you know like agent thompson's like no i'm not bringing a girl but they're <laughs> but they, they, they end up bringing her on yeah. a mission i've never oh boy i've never heard such a thing oh you should be they up megan bring oh. her along because she's not <laughs> yeah. like for her code breaking abilities and also the fact that she's fucking best friends with the howling commandos so oh, <laughs> is this the one where dum dum dugan turns up yeah my absolute boy dumb dumb dude played by the same guy who plays damien dark on arrow oh yeah. what a return i love their uh, little scene where they sit around and just think about how much they all miss captain america yeah it's just all it's kind of sweet but it's also like guys you knew him for like six months move on <laughs> like I genuinely assume all the events of Captain America happened in about six months to a year. Like, and I know that was the best six months to a year of everyone's life, except for that one guy who drove the train that Bucky fell off of. He wasn't having a great time. <laughs> That's on his permanent record from now on. You know, anytime he applies for a train conductor job, it's like, ah, we see here that you had the train robbed by Captain America and it exploded. <laughs> I don't think we give you the job. <laughs> Uh, Apart so, from that yeah. poor guy, great year for yeah. everyone else. We we meet we meet up with the the Howling Commandos. You know, it's it's all great fun, Dum Dum Dugan, exciting stuff. And so they break into this this place, which is where the Black Widow program is, because they find this little girl crying who fucking shanks one of the guys <laughs> and kills him. And that caught me off guard and made me laugh so much. She just fucking gets him. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that that weirds everyone out. And they find these two prisoners of uh, g- genius Russian guy and um, uh, creepy creepy psychiatrist dude. That's definitely not evil. <laughs> oh, what? Between this and um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I am not trusting any therapists in the MCU. Like. <laughs> I just, I just don't trust them. I'll be real. I'm a, I'm a level with you. After seeing this, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to get an app to replace that. Yeah. What's um, that? So- You'll remember this because I it's I blanked on it. I have it written here, but I can't remember what the exact movie was. But you know when the little girls are learning English? They're watching a movie to try and recreate the dialect. What movie is that again? It's like an old Disney Snow- movie. It's Snow White and Seven Dwarves, isn't it? Is this Snow White? That's it. Yeah. I was, for some reason, my head was like, it was a Bambi or was it Cinderella? I knew it was like a classic yeah. Disney film. Yeah, no, it was it was Snow White. Um, but like, so- I really, I really like the fact that they're trying to recreate like the American housewife dialect. Like that really mm-hmm. like if you're going to be infiltrating like American society or European society, you need to sound like the girls in the movies, basically. Yeah, no, it's, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Like probably, it probably is the best episode of, of oh. the se- season. Like, um, yeah. Even, the rest- even with that, that also explains one last thing. Sorry. Just, it oh, explains yeah. why Natasha, the black widow herself has an American accent, even though she's from Russia. Oh, yeah. It's a tiny thing, but it makes sense why she has a full-on American accent because she was trained that way to fit in American society. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought that was a really cool touch and like not even a retcon, but like just a nice detail to add to the Black Widow mythos there. Yeah, Sorry, man. I wish we, I wish we got to see more of the Black Widow program, honestly. Like it's it just there's a lot of really interesting stuff to explore there. Yeah. No, I, I was just gonna say for the Black Widow movie. 
Like you're definitely saving that for the Black Widow movie. Yeah, if it ever comes out ever. That's fair. I hope we do. We do get see more if it ever comes out. Um. So yeah, they rescue the prisoners. There's a gunfight and stuff. Fucking Agent Thompson starts having PTSD because you realize like he was awarded. He's this decorated soldier of awarding the Navy Cross and stuff because he killed these Japanese soldiers that came into the camp one night. And then at the end, you revealed that um they were carrying a white flag, and he feels absolutely terrible for what he did. Um, what, an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumbass! Uh, they, their attempt to humanize this guy that's just been shitting on our main character the whole time. So I'm like, oh, I feel bad for him, but he's also a dickhead. Um, <laughs> Fucking got him! You know, you know who would never have made that mistake? Our boy John Walker. He would have put our a shield boy. through all their. He would have put a shield through all their chests before they even got close to him. Because that's the kind of hero he is. Anyway, sorry. I uh, continue on. Is this? Are we on episode seven or six? We're moving on to episode six. There. Uh, episode episode six. six. Episode five basically ends with Susa kind of putting two and two together, uh, because he has a picture of of Peggy in disguise, but you can see some scars on her shoulder. And in this episode, when they're changing, he accidentally walks in on her and sees the scars on her shoulder. So he's like, Accid- ha! accidentally, a fifties man Peggy- walks in on a woman changing accidentally to be fair Thompson tricked him to walking in so oh no my wooden foot's acting up again it's walking me into the women's dressing room <laughs> ah come on man we all um, know who you are I'm happy that guy gets cucked by Captain America in the end <laughs> yeah I suppose it's it's saying that they 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 tried setting up suicide to be a love interest I suppose it's at this point in the MCU they didn't know Steve was going to end up with her and they were trying to find like who who is it that agent character ended up marrying so <laughs> you see it's, it's kind of beautiful because this guy he's a war vet he lost yeah. his leg during the great war during the second world war he, yeah he came back and he's just trying to find where he fits in he finds a strong powerful woman she gives him the power to fight on and do better and to learn to love again and then he finally embraces his feelings for her he finally realizes he the man he's going to be and then he asks her out they go for dinner and then the night he's supposed to have dinner with her, he looks at the diner window and her dead ex-boyfriend has time-traveled back in time with a <laughs> weapon of a thunder god and five infinity stones and they're kissing outside. And his fucking heart gets broken again. <laughs> oh, the poor dude. Alec, we're, we're... Guy gets cucked by Captain America. <laughs> This is so funny. There's a picture of him in the diner with the flowers and like a little suit, and he looks out the window. I feel so sorry for him. Yeah, he puts two and two together, and he sees true Peggy Carter's Raven Simone's disguise. Like he's like, yeah, wait a minute, that's Peggy, but in a wig. (laughs) I mean, like they can't see her face in the photos, so yeah, but. Yeah, but how many times in this does Peggy get away with it just by the skin of her teeth because someone fucks up? Like, the photographer doesn't get a shot of her face or, like, just before, like, she's about to be out of the assassin takes out two guys or, like, it's it's always little shit where I'm like, shouldn't have gotten away with that, should you, Peggy? Although with the the photographer, when she did that intentionally because she was walking by and she turned her head as it it flashed, so she did that on purpose. She's just a good spy. To be fair, she Um, is just a good spy. Like, this whole show, like, I assume her back is killing her because she's just carrying it. Like, she's fantastic. She is carrying this whole show. Like, yeah. 100%. 
Anyway, um, sorry, uh, so continue on. We still got like two more episodes. Okay, episodes, episode six now. Uh, psychiatrist dude is being creepy. There's nothing new there. He's trying to do some like psychiatry trysting on uh, the chief Dooley here, you know, going, going up top about his marital problems and everything. Um, uh, and I let me tell you, Peggy starts getting some respect in that chief Dooley allows her to go off and do her own investigation, uh, which involves uh, looking at all Stark's previous lovers over the last six months which is a long list and i i love this detail of stark buys a bracelet for each of them and it's stupidly expensive and it's so extra oh, it's just that's so stark such a howard stark thing that's such a howard stark thing <laughs> fucking love that man but uh yeah. we um, oh yeah no i was gonna say we discovered dotty and the 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 therapist the psychiatrist who we realize uses hypnosis like by talking and rubbing his ring i guess uh we realize they're working together dun, dun, oh, Hail Leviathan. see it doesn't work doesn't work can't get a good chant out of it you, um, lean, in someone, you lean in someone's ear you, you say hail leviathan doesn't work yeah. half as well as a hail hydra now does it yeah, Susa gets uh, Susa gets definite confirmation that it is Peggy. So the SSR tried to take her in, and she kind of gets away for the most part until she runs into Dottie, and uh, Dottie gets her with the chloroform lipstick, and like really should have killed her outright there because she's been doing yeah. such a good job of just instantly killing people. But I guess you know it's the main character, so she has to hold off on it for a moment or two. Once again, um, Agent Carter's like amazing luck saves her again. Yeah, of the SSR guys walking in, and yeah. and they uh, they take Carter Carter in for interrogation, and they and just walk past six. Dottie. She's like, ah, she's a she's a Dane. She can't be a bad yeah, guy. She's a she woman. Can't. What she what? Nah, look at her. Nah, she got she, a great pair can't. of cans, and she's got blonde hair. She can't be a bad guy. What? <laughs> we walk right past uh, Dottie. So, uh, yeah, and then now episode seven. We're getting to the end here, my friend. So oh, episode like, seven, we oh, fucking slog. I'm sorry once again. Like Haley Atwell's fantastic. She does this character so yeah. well. Goddamn, trying to do eight episodes of this before the podcast was a lot. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: We're like first there. two episodes are really good. It kind of spikes again in like episode five but yeah yes. kind of the other episodes are just kind of filling out what happens in like the kind of really good episodes and stuff so there's it can, a it can lot drag. of mid-season drag there there's like yeah don't get me wrong falcon and winter soldier had the same thing it had a like yeah. there's two episodes in there where like it felt like it dragged a bit and a lot of these marvel shows do but like this one you could i felt it a lot in this one mm. but anyway sorry um agent carter's taken into jail but she gets yeah. a fake confession from Stark, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to say episode seven, uh, just before that, starts off with trying to define the really vague hypno hypnosis powers this guy's had. And yeah, they're just really vague. <laughs> That's all we get. It's at this point, I'm like, oh, is hypnosis the bad guy weapon now? Because at first I thought it was the formula for exploding trucks. Then I yeah. thought it might be Steve Rogers' blood. Now I'm starting to think it's this hypnosis stuff. God, yeah. I hope we don't stick with hypnosis for the last two uh, episodes. That would be... <sighs> anyway, sorry, you continue on. 
yeah no peggy they try interrogating peggy but you know peggy peggy's a good girl she won't uh buckle or anything i mean she's got really nothing to confess to but she's just like i, I got shit to do i gotta go rest, i mean except you know, for that one guy she stuff. roofied in the club you know the guy she like <laughs> knocked out lipstick apart from that or all the health code violations at the milk factory oh, or the God. lake she blew up or the lake she blew up yeah that's blew that lake up. Sorry, yeah, yeah, she's got nothing to confess to. Continue. Our rocks on. Anyway, um Yeah, sorry, for fuck forget the lake. She blew up rocks on. Like a lot of this, other than the, the chloroform lipstick, a lot of this was, you know, not entirely her fault, okay? You know? To be fair, she's following after her boyfriend, Steve Rogers, who blew up so many factories. Yeah, they exactly. blowing them up. They were made for each other. Um, Cap loved blowing up industry. Hell, he took on the industry titan himself in a fist fight. So, you know, that'll tell you a yeah. lot. Um, <laughs> so, Jarvis tries to help by getting a signed confession from Howard Stark. Uh, turns out that's forged. Uh, well done, Jarvis. You fucked up again. <laughs> Damn it, Jarvis. Every time. Every Damn time. Damn it, Jarvis. Uh, obvious bad dude uh, continues to be bad by, by doing more hypnosis stuff with the, the chief and stuff. Oh, um, is this is this where we get to the bomb suit? Because the bomb suit is my favorite part of this episode. It's so oh yeah, the bomb stupid. suit is 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 in here. But I want to say like we discover him like uh basically Carter discovers him. He's not all what he seems to be when she sees him doing Morse code out the window, oh, um, yeah. using his hand. And I'm just like, you're in the SSR. Surely Agent Carter is the only person who can read Morse code. <laughs> they, frankly, this seems very stupid. <laughs> But it's fine because Dottie's three buildings away looking out the window also doing Morse code back. Yeah, and yeah. She, they can definitely see each other. It's not like they're <laughs> really far away and he's only slightly tapping his finger or something. Now, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, they, they try to, like, Carter gets him to investigate the building opposite, but, of course, Dottie gets away. Uh, Dooley gets a nice warm jacket. Uh, <laughs> oh, a nice, a nice warm jacket that just happens to be like ready to blow. Although I do like the fact that it's kind of like it's funny how Howard was working on a twenties version of an Iron Man suit. Like it's, <laughs> it's basically the chest piece from an Iron Man suit, but yeah. like a shitty so, one that he couldn't get working. Hypnosis guy like hypnotizes Dooley first of all to let him walk free with an item just simply labeled as item 17 which we discover more about later but uh Please, also Chief, gets you will let me leave you will let me leave right now you will take big warm jacket put big warm jacket on <laughs> go blow everyone up thank you police chief you will also yeah. draw a smiley face on your butt and you will show it to people <laughs> ha 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 evil russian and then he leaves that's an exact um, recreation of that scene yeah uh so yeah he makes Dooley put on this this jacket which we find out is like Oh, Howard tried to invent like an armor or something that would keep uh, soldiers warm no matter what. But again, guess what? This one's highly volatile and has a tendency to explode. To which I'm like, Howard, how do you keep fucking up this badly? Jesus Christ, man. Like, Classic oh my God. Howard makes a thing to help people, then it kills a bunch of people. Just look at Steve so, Rogers for reference. So 
for like the past couple of for these two episodes they've been trying to again kind of humanize Dooley in that like oh he's a man uh he's having some marital problems like he got away he rose in the ranks uh, during the war and he came back and he found his wife was cheating on him and stuff and oh it just there's a reason why he's a grumpy old git yeah but uh he, basically he's a police he, chief doesn't do it by the books but he gets results he's a, he's he, a Jim he gets, Gordon yeah he gets results but uh basically he you know he turns around he's just like tell my wife I'm sorry, I missed dinner. And he runs out the fucking window and explodes. That's my favorite part. <laughs> he, he jumps out the window and realizes he's wearing the wrong kind of Stark suit. And instead of flying away like Iron Man, he just explodes into a, like a couple of hundred pieces. It, re- it resembles Wanda's explosion from uh, Lagos. But, you um, say that, but that Lagos explosion had a much better CGI explosion. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. But this is TV, bu- this is TV yeah. budget, my friend. Um, they, they, yeah, no, but yeah, he blows, he blows himself up, and Agent Carter's like, to which I'm again like, oh no, not the dickhead. <laughs> oh no, that misogynist who was really mean to me and cheated on his wife and was probably a piece of shit. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, this is going to inspire me through the third act to take down the bad guy. Okay. No, um, I don't care about this man. I like the actor. Do not care about this character whatsoever. I'm kind of yeah. happy you blew him up. Although Again, it was, it's just like it was we're kind supposed to care move. about these characters dying, but I, I kind of don't, you know. I do like how balls, how balls the walls was, and just jogging out the window and diving, and exploding. I thought that was pretty. Oh cool. yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, are we on? Oh yeah, no. The evil doctor man goes to the cinema, right? If I'm yeah, evil doctor man. They hide the spacey item. Seventeen turns out to be this canister, which they hide in a pram and they push it into this the cinema of people, and it releases a gas. And it's basically murder gas in that uh, it cr- sends everyone into a frenzy and like gets sick of MacGuffins into- at this point. Like Jesus yeah, Christ! It just it turns MacGuffin into number a frenzy, four. Sorry. And like they they all murder each other basically. It's like to that scene again, in Kingsman, right? What the fuck, Howard? Like again, it's 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 revealed that this gas called Midnight Oil was made so that uh he he tried making a thing that would allow soldiers to stay up for days at a time or something. But again, what the fuck, Howard? How'd you fuck up so badly to make this? And why do I you love, keep this shit around? I love the progression of that MacGuffin, like that final one, the Midnight Oil, where it's just like it's Howard Stark's attempt at making coffee. Where it's like <laughs> You know, a thing that's going to keep soldiers up all night so they can fight. I'm like, Howard, it's called caffeine. It exists already. It's yeah. existed for a very long time. And he just turns into like this Kingsman-style murder drug. But they take yeah. it to a theater and like everyone in the theater murders each other. And that brings us to the start of episode eight, right? Where the SSR are like, oh no, they have murder gas. What are we going to do? Oh no, murder gas. The three no. of us that are left, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> The rest of you have been so, yeah. shot or blown up. We've, um, yeah, we've, we've reached the, the end of it. Uh, we've reached the last episode. And, uh, oh boy, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a doozy. Uh, but we, yeah, the, uh, I suppose. We've hobbled here like a one-legged soldier. Yeah. Who's about to get cucked by Captain America. We stumbled <laughs> into it. We're going to do this. Let's get through that final episode, Rihanna. We can do this. Yeah, I'm just going to throw in the thing of the murder gas thing. That whole thing was alluded to throughout the season because you keep bringing up stories about this this battle of Finnow where a bunch of Russians died and no one will load up to it. And you realize eventually someone dropped this gas on these soldiers and they all fucking murdered each other. So that's just important plot point. Got him. Um, so, episode eight. 
SSR come along, investigate the theater full of uh, dead people um, it's, and everything. And Susa, one-legged soldier, finds the canister, gets sprayed some of it, and then tries to fucking kill Thompson. <laughs> so, like, fucking deserves which I was it. like, do it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in the audience is like, fucking do it, man. Kill that son of a bitch. From that, they uh, rationalized that, like, oh, shit. Um, they're going to drop gas. this whole thing on New York. They're gonna murder. They're gonna murder gas New York. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Howard Stark shows back up. He's just like, "Hey, I'm here," you know. And it's like that gas is just not not good stuff. So they're gonna attempt to draw the enemies out by having like this public, uh, press conference with kind of Howard Stark out on on the street and stuff. Uh. To which like there's a gunshot goes off. They they rush Stark into a car, and now Jarvis really kind of fucks up. Because uh, he puts him into police car. There is a police officer in the front. He's like, drive him back to the SSR. Then realizes there, as, as the car is driving away, realizes there's two fucking dead officers just there. And he's just like, ah, oh, shit, what have I done? Classic <laughs> Jarvis not checking for dead police officers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry. God. Yeah. Um, fucking Jarvis, man. Love that guy, but like... Yeah. Anyway, um, um, so yeah, Jarvis fucks up. They're just like, oh my god. They're like, what? Are, what are they gonna do with Stark? And they realize, I don't know how you forget this if you're war veterans yourselves, but they realize it's gonna be V. They realize it's VE Day. You know, just oh no. <laughs> they're just like, oh my god, Times Square is just gonna be. It's just. It's just gonna be full of people and everything so uh yeah they have to go find howard stark uh howard stark turns out to have a secret hangar of planes and cars that he brings the ladies to um so knowing howard stark he probably gives them all a vehicle as well he's like there you go doll face here's a wristband and here's a vehicle have fun um yeah it's uh yeah so jarvis knows where where they might be going if they're trying to get a plane and stuff it's to the hangar um, I want to bring up the like father, like son. Uh, Stark making his own god. Is Stark's inventions making his own enemies all over again? Because you realize the the hypnosis guy had his brother killed in the Battle of Finnow, where the gas was dropped. Even though that was not Stark's fault, but yes, he invented it. But I guess he's the one that has to pay, you know. <laughs> uh, so he starts he starts hypnotizing um, uh, Howard Stark. Because Howard Stark feels guilty for not being able to find Captain America. Really, um, Howard? That's what you feel guilty out of? Not not all the other murder things you've built, Howard? No, it's not finding Cap. That makes you guilty. Not finding Cap because he was your best friend. How long did you know each other anyway? <laughs> Weren't you trying to sleep with his girlfriend the whole time? <laughs> did you drop him out of a plane? <laughs> anyway, um... Yeah. So, but yeah, it Susa they, rocks up, right? Susa's like, I got this. I'm a limp in there. I'm gonna take this bad guy out. Yeah, no, basically they all they all arrive at the at the hangar anyway. And uh so how but they're they're just they're just too late. Howard is is flying out on his plane, you know, and they're just yeah. like, Oh god, who could fly a plane? And like Jarvis and Jarvis is like, I can, but I've never shot a man down before, you know, and we're just like, We'll hope it won't come to that, Jarvis, but get in that goddamn plane. Um, but at that point, we know it's going to come to us. Yeah. So uh, the Peggy sneaks up to the the like the the control room and stuff, and uh, kicks 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 some ass again. Peggy Peggy Carter 
kicks a lot of ass in this series. Oh, like she's she's the best fighter in the show. She's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she yeets Dottie out a window. Uh, <laughs> God, uh, who, see, she never they never train him to fall out to fall off of stuff. That's the problem yeah. with the Black Widow program. Whether it's a cliff or a window, they don't teach you how to fall properly in that program. Like we do find out like Dottie does escape, but there is a lot of blood there. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Dottie should be dead. You know, so um, <laughs> um so yeah, a hypnosis guy tries to tries to get the drop on Thompson and tries to hypnotize Susa. Turns out Susa is the only one who has enough fucking common sense to wear fucking earplugs. <laughs> And at that point, I'm at that point, I'm like, wait a minute, you're all going after hypnosis guy. Maybe you all should have. Should you all have the earplugs? Yeah, no, 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 right? no. We got to get to the finale. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Get to the end. Get to the end. <laughs> get to the end. So it, the the kind of finale part is uh Peggy having to kind of talk down uh, Howard Stark, trying to stop him from like dropping this killer gas on a uh, Times Square and stuff. And it's just like Howard, he's gone. You know. And it's just like, we have to accept that. And it's not your fault, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, Howard Howard comes to his senses. Jarvis does not need to shoot him, thank God. And he 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 comes down and it's 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 all it's all good, you know. It's all good. They all... cut they catch the bad guy, they send him to prison, he gets to join <laughs> the big boy leagues with Aaron Zola in actual Hydra. Yeah. So I guess yeah. So the quick wrap up for the the end of the episode, you know, they're doing their nice little bow tying of the season and stuff. You know, like they save the day. Thompson gets the credit. Uh, you know, Susan's angry about it. Whatever. Susan tries yeah. to get some with Peggy. Tries asking her for a drink, but Peggy's like, ah, oh, geez, sorry, I'm busy. But you know, there's a little there's some some looking back and forth. You know, just like, oh, oh yeah, you know, you know, this man's they, eventually gonna get cooked by Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> He's just standing outside the window, like giving her the nod. <laughs> uh, yeah. Peggy and her her diner friend get to go live in one of Stark's houses. To which I'm like, I sure fucking hope like Jarvis sanitized everything. Oh, just like everything. wash every. You can't lie in a single one of those beds, like. Uh huh. <laughs> But yeah, uh, and then we get the kind of coup d'etat, which is my favorite part of the episode, the finale. And yeah. that's Peggy. See, the whole setup of the show was the idea that, like, can Peggy work in a world without Captain America? And in that sense, can you have a show about her without any Captain America in it? Yeah. And I think both her and the show proved to us that, yeah, this character is strong enough to exist without having to have Captain America around, obviously. She's yeah. not just his girlfriend. She's her own ass-kicking character. We've had eight episodes to prove that. Yeah, and yeah. The high point of that is her throwing the blood away. And I really love that scene where she's like, oh, yeah. She just pours it off the Brooklyn Bridge or whatever, <laughs> wherever she is. Yeah, no, it's a really heartfelt scene of um. She says goodbye to Steve by by pouring the blood off off like I think it I think it's the Brooklyn Bridge as well, which is very yeah. thematically appropriate. Uh, and then, to which I'm and like, then, dude, there's that? definitely some fucking mutant fish coming out of this, dude. <laughs> she she creates Namor. I'm just saying that, you know. <laughs> I love how you went to Namor. In my head, it was like there's some yoked seagulls, like some fucking <laughs> absolute unit. <laughs> The villain for Falcon and the Winter Soldier season two is just an absolutely shredded seagull. <laughs> He's the evil yeah. seagull. But yeah, no, Peggy, uh, she throws it off Peggy the bridge. Peggy made Namor. 
She throws it off the bridge, and then another guy throws a brick, and a woman throws a can, and they say, "You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, you mess with New York." You see the Greek goblin go flying past. Wait, no, sorry, wrong bridge movie. So you can Uh, Marvel have fucked themselves there. You can never do a scene on a bridge in New York that I'm not going to be thinking about like Spider-Man fighting the Green Goblin and like people throwing trash at him. That's that, that's fair. And uh, yeah, I guess what you could consider like kind of the end credit scene is uh, the hypnosis dude and Zola meeting up and promptly probably setting up Hydra from the inside out. Yeah. Um, Which and I yeah, that's, that's, that's season one. Which I just, yeah. back to the Hydra thing. Do you think that hypnosis guy was one of the guys they brought in on the Winter Soldier program? You know, to brainwash Bucky and like have the trigger words? Maybe. Uh, like, yeah, because I... I didn't put actually, that together until now, but that would probably be- make sense. At the beginning of episode seven, because it shows him using... Like they, they have him coming in of just like, doctor, we need you. We told you you could, you know, let people uh, like not feel pain and stuff. And we have man in there, you know, it, we would run out the anesthetic. And I literally thought it was going to be Bucky. Yeah. Uh, turns out it's just some random soldier getting his leg amputated. But I thought it would have been them amputating Bucky's arm, which yeah. would have been so great, you know. <laughs> but... See, this is one of those things you could have had the Winter Soldier rock up and just like kept the mask on. So you just get a stunt man instead of doing Sebastian Stan. But obviously, mm-hmm. like, that could have been super expensive. So, like, yeah. yeah. But still, um, like, overall, what did you think of the series? Let's just wrap this up because we've we've summarized it for everyone. We've gone to the high points and the low points of Peggy having to do it, deal with fucking Howard Stark's bullshit and his stupid MacGuffin inventions that they just endanger everyone all the time. They just endanger everyone. Howard just, like, he's a great inventor, but he's also a terrible inventor in in that I don't know how he fucks up these inventions so badly. I love, Um, you know that line in Iron Man 2 where he's like, Tony, my greatest invention is you. And I'm like, yeah, of course it is, because Tony Stark's the biggest fucking weapon you've ever created. (laughs) No one's killed more people in the MCU than Tony Stark. Of course he's your best fucking weapon or your greatest creation, you son of a bitch. Sorry, Um, sorry. So, yeah, yeah. Um, wrap up with the, the thing. I personally, I really enjoyed this show. I enjoyed it the first time I watched it. I enjoyed it again the second time I watched it. Is it perfect? No, it has some definite flaws. And like, as Jack said, it can, you know, it does start kind of blurring together a bit and there's a bit of a slog in the middle of it and stuff. But I definitely, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but like, that could be me because I always liked Agent Carter as a character. But I also think the series is a good example of doing a strong female character and a strong female protagonist and not having to flaunt it as such. Yeah. She's just Peggy Carter. She's going around doing her job. Like, yeah, she's a strong female character, but we don't need to keep bringing that up every five minutes. She's competent. You know? But she doesn't need to tell everyone she's competent every five minutes. Yeah, yeah it's basically what they kind of fail to do in Captain Marvel. Like, if Captain Marvel, yeah. like, took took some stuff out of this series, it probably would have been way better than it is than, like, the forced, like, that a forced, like, message there saying, women can be strong. And Agent Carter's just like, yeah, they can. Women be strong. Women go, just be, be yeah. strong. Like she, she just be strong. Yeah, exactly. She, she doesn't need to be telling everyone all the time. She just does it. Yeah, and that's the thing about the show. I've, as you've heard from me, like shitting on it a lot. Not a massive fan of the show by any means. Yeah. I think there's an awful lot of weak points, including like the visuals. But that said, I love what they're going for, and Haley Atwell as Agent Carter is 
fantastic. She holds oh, the yeah. show on her back, and she's amazing. She's one of the best characters in the whole MCU, and the show uses her so damn well. Overall, yeah. I'd probably give it like a six-ish out of seven. It's maybe it's just because we're coming back off the top of like these really expensive Disney Plus shows, but like mm-hmm. it is one of these things where I wish it gotten a bit more money. Because, like, what they could have done with, like, a Falcon and Winter Soldier budget would be really impressive. And I hope they bring her back for more MCU stuff. Yeah, I that's the thing. I'm hoping, like, because we kind of... Because they technically... Because they brought her back for Endgame, you know? And, yeah. like, I'm hoping they'll they'll bring her back uh, for, for her own series. Because this series only went on for two seasons uh, before it got cancelled. And before um, you ask, we're not doing season two next week. No. My body, my body cannot take season two next week. We're gonna have uh, to. Season season two can be in the reserve because I was gonna say it was like, oh boy, if you found this tough, it just kind of goes downhill at season two. I'm so sorry. Look, don't get me wrong. Um, season two has like the, it's Peggy Carter, but Miami Vice, and that gets me. That yeah. I'm like, ooh, a bit of LA noir, but like, we're yeah. not doing it next week. We're gonna do something else, but we will come back to the show. I do want to come back to the show for season yeah. two. I do want to talk about we'll, season we'll... two at some point. We'll keep we'll keep it in the reserve and stuff. Actually, I was gonna make the joke of Peggy getting that big fancy house at the end of this season, and I'm just like, isn't that just kind of like, just kind of becomes useless because doesn't she just like move to LA in the next season? <laughs> so <I'm> like. <laughs> anyway, um, hope you've all enjoyed this. If you've made it to the end of it, you no longer have to watch Agent Carter. We've spoiled slash summarized the whole thing for you. We've summarized <laughs> the whole thing. Look, if you, it does sound like it would be interesting to you, I would say right, check it out. You know, it might not yeah. be for everyone, but I had a good time with it. You know, as I said, I also for, had a good time with it. Like, yeah, don't watch the it all in one. Performances are great throw. in it. Uh, yeah. Just, I, I love, I, I'll, I love the dynamic of Jarvis and uh, Carter. The, the, oh, the that was just really so good well. casting for the two of them. So yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We are going to do this with more shows and we are going to do it with Agent Carter season two at some point, but go out into the world, tell people about Agent Carter, tell people about how much you love it and pretend you've watched every episode and just use, <laughs> use the summary and the spoilers that we've told you. Just use our plot points and you're sorted. We've set you all up well. Go forth and prosper, my children. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've been Jack. I've been Rhiannon. Come back next week to see us review slash talk about some other Marvel shit. Until then, thanks for watching, and don't forget to go for the head. Woo! Bye! Bye! Uh,